Lord. Jesse made another one, another one, another one. Warriors die, but they live in the sky. I never seen a Gucci watching my future. Sign of the times and God wish, but in my dream, shout it, open your eyes. I got so much more in store for you that can't touch what's mine. Pack my whole life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. If you would do me a favor, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely would mean a lot to me. But NFL Wildcard Weekend had concluded with Monday Night Football uh, against the Cardinals and the Rams, and it was a very eventful <laughs> NFL wildcard weekend. And let's start with probably the biggest game and the one that gets the most attention, and that was the Cowboys 49ers game. Now, going into this game, I said that this was probably, in fact, the Cowboys was the only team I the only home team I picked to lose. Why is that? And a lot of people, you know, came to me, contacted me talking about you're a homer or, you know, you're a Washington fan. Of course, you're going to go against the Cowboys. No. The biggest reason why I chose the 49ers to beat the Cowboys is because of habits. The hardest thing to do, the easiest thing to do, let me say this, the easiest thing to do is form a habit, especially early in the season. The hardest thing to do is get over, overcome your habits, especially in the playoffs. The Cowboys, what have we heard from the Cowboys all year? One, the offense has not been playing well. Dak, for whatever it is, Dak Prescott didn't hasn't been playing well. Uh, since coming back from the hamstring injury, ZD Lamb hasn't been, Lamb hasn't been good. Amari Cooper has been spotty. Uh, Zeke Elliott is nowhere to be found. The offense has not been playing well. While the defense is playing good, the offense hasn't been playing well. What's another thing that we said about Dallas going into uh, the wild card weekend? Mike McCarthy can, due to his poor clock management, he can cost them a game. We, they hope that it's not going to be in the playoffs, but he can cost them a game because his blunders as a head coach when it comes to clock management has been wildly in, in available to the world for the world to see. Another thing that we said, this team is you can this team, while they play really good at times, they are very they have a lot of penalties. It's a penalty written team, not saying that they're the most penalized team. But they're one of the more penalized teams in the NFL. With all that, with knowing all that going into the game against the 49ers, what did we see? First and foremost, the 49ers beat the Cowboys 23 to 17. And of course, it didn't come out any controversy. We'll talk about the end of the game in a second. But everything that we said about Dallas going into this game from their shortcomings to the head coach to the penalties is exactly what we saw. Now give credit to the 49ers defense. The 49ers defense was incredible. Uh, unfortunately, Fred Warner and uh, Nick Bosa went out. Hopefully they'll be available for uh, the game against green Bay, but 
Nobody wants to play the 49ers. The 49ers is a team, even though they tried everything in their power to give Dallas this game, especially at the end, nobody wants to play. When you have Debo Samuels playing, he's one of the more, most incredible players in the league because they use him in so many ways, and he's so versatile. I mean, he had a rushing touchdown and a, a receiving touchdown. I mean, a, a passing touchdown. Like, it's – you don't want to play this team. The defense is ferocious. The the the, the offense, Brandon Ayuk. Um, it's 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 this is not a team that you want to play, but let's let's focus on Dallas. So, as we expected, going into the game or in the game, let's let's talk about the game. In the game, Dallas's offense was not firing at all. Dak Prescott was looking bad. Um CeeDee Lamb was dropping passes. Amari Cooper was nowhere to be found, especially in the first half. Uh, it just wasn't looking good. Ezekiel Elliott wasn't doing anything. Now, it did come out that I think he has a PCL injury or a partial PCL tear, um, which then kind of begs the question, why did he play as much with that? I don't know. But nothing was going right for Dallas. I think they were down like 23-7 at one point. But, like I said, the 49ers tried everything in their power for uh for Dallas to, to to stay in the game. I mean, Jimmy G threw, like I said, Def Jackson, Jimmy G gonna try to get you one. Jimmy three threw a horrible, horrible interception. And on another play, if you would have just waited for Trent Williams uh to get set, uh, then they wouldn't have had an off or a, a false start penalty. But at the end of the day, both teams were what they were. Who are the 49ers? The 49ers is a team that is a ground and pound team. They're also a team that prides themselves on uh, creativity, especially offensively with Debo Samuels, with, uh, you know, some some Jimmy G packages, some Trey Lance packages, even though he didn't play. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is incredible. George Kittle is incredible. And George Kittle didn't have to be that big in this game, but he did make some uh, clutch catches. And, of course, their defense is always going to be physical defense. Uh, I mean, when you have Nick Bosa, when you have Fred Warner, when you have Armstead, uh, they were getting to Dak at will. But the 49ers were the 49ers, and the Dallas was Dallas. You know, Dak didn't play well. Dak, you know, quite as kept, Dak has not played well this season since, since coming back from the hamstring injury. I don't want to say it is the hamstring injury, but – there is a huge difference from before the hamstring injury and after. And I'm not, I mean, Mike McCarthy, let's, you know what, we're here. Let's talk about the end of the game. So the end of the game, uh, Dallas had a chance to win the game. They were marching down the field. There was like 50 seconds left. They get to, I think, like the 50-yard line. There's 14 seconds left. They run a quarterback draw. Now, I'm not I'm not an NFL. I've never played NFL. I've only played football one year of my life, and that was in 2003. So I'm not a football savant. I'm not a diehard purist football fan. But I do know if a former football player, is, if multiple former football players are sitting saying the same thing, that might be true. Everybody at the end of the game. You know, I was – so – they're marching down. Dak Prescott throws or runs a quarterback uh, draw. 
gets to like the 24, 25 yard line. And the game, the, so he puts the ball down. The umpire rushes in, has to, because you have to give the ball to the umpire. Uh, and then he throws a spike, but it pretty much didn't count because by the time the umpire ran in, grabbed the ball, repositioned it, the game was over. So Dallas's season ended on poor clock management, a, a, a very questionable play call, and Dak Prescott not really doing what he's supposed to. Now, goes back to the point where I was saying, every single former NFL player has come out, whether it's uh, Marcus Spears, whether it's Ryan Clark, whether it's Darren Arlowski, whether it's um, Stephen A. Smith, not Stephen A. Smith, uh, Shannon Sharp, whether it's uh, Keyshawn Johnson, every single former player has said the same thing. You give the ball to the umpire. Now, I don't know why the umpire is 30 yards away from the play, but you give the ball to the umpire. You don't just put the ball on the ground. So, and I understand the heat of the moment you may forget, but that's not something that you should and can forget in that moment, seeing as though your playoff lives are on the line. So, this has, this, this was a, you know, this, this was 49ers won. The 49ers move on to, to face Green Bay in the frozen tundra. Like, it's, that's just how it is. And Dallas, a team that had so much promise. I remember in the beginning of the year, man, I was the one, I was one of the people saying it's hard for me to find, because there was a point. There was a point in this, in this season, especially early on, when Dallas looked like the clear-cut favorite, not just to make it to the Super Bowl, but to win it. I mean, Dak was playing at an all-time high. Zeke, along with Tony Pollard, that run game was ferocious. Um... Amari Cooper was going crazy. CeeDee Lamb was going crazy. Dalton Schultz was going crazy. The defense was going crazy. And we'll talk about the defense in a second. But the defense was going crazy. It just it, – this team looked great. Now, we know the famous saying that Stephen A. Smith definitely always says is, if an accident bound to happen, and it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels that way because, I mean – Look at this roster compared to what we got, and and let's let's go to the defense real quick. The defense, this de- you know, Dan Quinn probably is going to get a head coach somewhere else because of how drastic the defense looked from last year to this year. It just looked incredible, and I mean, Dan Quinn, I guess he refound his love for head coach. I'm not going to say that because he got fired from Atlanta, and I mean, he got the job that wanted him. So, but. He more than likely is going to be gone. Kellen Moore has been linked to a lot of head coaching jobs. And this defense, and the defense was good this year. Don't get me wrong. The defense, uh, Trayvon Diggs was great. Uh, Randy Gregory this year was good. Um, Dexter Lawrence was good. Anthony Brown was garbage. But, you know, he, he did have, he had the big pick in the game off Jimmy Garoppolo. But, yo, Dallas had 14, whether it was defense, whether it was holding for the offensive line. 
had 14 penalties, which is I think the most in a playoff game by one player or one one uh one team. That's undisciplined. And the last thing you want to do is be undisciplined in the playoffs. Uh, it's this is a failed season. This is a failed season for Dallas. It's a failed season because there's a. I mean, Vander Esch, he's an unrestricted free agent. So you have to figure out what you're going to do with him. I think Randy Gregory is an unrestricted free agent. You have to see what you're going to do with him. Zeke Elliott's contract is about to really eat up this this team. Uh, you have to figure out what you're going to do with Amari Cooper, and he's going to want a deal, uh, a new deal. So it's this. This was the best shot. This was the best shot. Not to mention, look at the landscape of first. First, look at. Think about how Dallas played the beginning of the year. Then look at the landscape of the NFC right now. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Dallas, especially in the beginning of the year, not now, of course, but the beginning of the year, I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas went in and beat Green Bay in the NFC championship. Uh, it's it's because of how how good they were playing. And now it's just like nothing. And this is this isn't, and I think it's unfortunate, even more unfortunate, because again, this was to me, this felt like the best shot they had with the roster they have, with the construction they have, with Dak playing great in the beginning of the season, uh, and there's going to be like Vander Esch might leave, uh, I think Randy Gregory might leave. Um, it just it it just it's just a, a an opportunity wasted. An opportunity wasted, and people were trying to people were trying to tell you, and I was I was one of those people at towards the latter half of the season. I'm like, okay, this clearly is not the team that we saw in the beginning. I don't know, or we saw at the beginning of the year that was just like, but maybe it is, maybe it is, because now that I sit here and thinking about what Dallas did this year was what 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 they're supposed to do. They beat up on bad teams. And struggled against good teams. I think the best team that they beat the was what the Chargers, or didn't even make the playoffs, and the the New England Patriots. They lost to <laughs> what they lost to Kansas City. They lost to the Bucks. I believe they lost to Green Bay. I think, but they of course they beat up on Washington. They beat up on the horrible Giants. They beat up on the the Eagles, which we'll get to in a second. They 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 beat up on bad teams. They beat the Panthers, a team that didn't make the playoffs. So this is a this is a lost year, man. This is a lost year for Dallas. This this is a year that this was their best year, especially with some of the roster changes that more than likely will come. Uh, it's it's crazy, and for the 49ers side, man, the 49ers have been playing well. From I mean, they've been on a roll, and this is I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give my prediction, of course, next on Saturday's episode. But they have been playing a great. They've been playing their brand of basketball or football, and they've been playing how I thought they would play the beginning of the year. Remember when I I did my rankings of all the comp or all the divisional teams, and when I went to the NFC West. I was conflicted between putting the Rams and the 49ers up there because both, you know, both teams have a great roster and the Rams do probably do. I'm not Rams. 49ers probably do the injuries or whatever. They haven't really been playing well. So 
that was before, of course, going to the playoffs. But they've been they've been playing their brand of football, and it is. Inter- I will, you know, I do have to wait to see what's going to happen with Fred Warner. Is he going to play? Um, also, what's going to happen with Nick Bosa? They both went out in the game and missed pretty much most of the second half due to injury, uh, and even uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. I think he has a soldier in- shoulder injury now. So, but. I'll give my prediction on what I how I feel is going to happen in on Saturday. But shouts out to the 49ers for beating the the Cowboys, uh, twenty three to seventeen. The next game that con- shocked me. It didn't shock me because uh, it didn't shock me because I predicted the Rams were going to beat the Cardinals. It shocked me because. I think this was one of the first times that Kyler Murray really looked like a young player. And what I the Rams beat the Cardinals 34 to 11. Now, this is the same Cardinals that were once 7 and 0. Um and we'll talk about it in a second, but this is why. This is why and and people like to down wide receivers a lot. But I'm almost sure if the, if DeAndre Hopkins was playing, it would have looked a little different. Do I think they would have won? Probably not, but it would have looked a little different. But this is the, one of the first times I've seen Kyler Murray look look pedestrian. Now, this was his first time in the playoffs. I think you know this was his first time. This is also Cliff Kingsbury's first time. Um, but. The Cardinals, man, they couldn't get anything going. For, before we keep moving, uh, I pray, you know, he Buda Baker, he went out, you know, with a with a neck injury. He had to get stretched off. Uh, he has since put out, you know, positive message on social media from what I've heard. So I just hope for a speedy recovery. It didn't look – I mean, anytime you have to get stretched off the floor or off the field – um, and he looked like he was paralyzed for a second before he was able to move his hands and stuff. I'm not speculating on what it was, but, you know, I, I do hope for a speedy recovery because nobody, whether you're a fan or a player, nobody wants to see that. So, but back to the back to the Cardinals, man, they couldn't get anything going on. Now, one thing that I was skeptical about is could the could the Rams adjust? And when I say adjust, going into this game, we know two things about the Cardinals. The Cardinals were not that good uh, defense, or not that good of a defense as far as far as stopping the run. They were not that good. And two, were they going to be able to contain? Were they going to be able to contain Kyler Murray, especially when he goes out the pocket? Um. And when you look at the Rams, the Rams are more of a pass-happy team. I mean, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., you have Tyler Higbee. Were they they able to adjust as far as what what their game plan going into it was? But watching this game, man, nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing went right for the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray threw a horrible pick six. Then I think two possessions later threw another pick, uh, which people are going to say was James Conner's fault. No, it was not. 
first, you threw the ball before James Conner even turned his head. Two, you beamed the ball at the man, and he's like right where the camera is. Like it's that's not a good pass. But Kyler Murray did look like he looked like this was his first playoff game. He really looked like he kind of felt like a rookie. He looked like a rookie. He just didn't look good. And the one thing that I thought that Kyler Murray was superior in is he what he didn't do. He did not even really try to use his legs at all. There were a couple times when he tried to get out the pocket, but he really didn't try to, to run the ball at all, which I was baffled by because we know Kyle, that's one of Kyler Murray's big – that's like Lamar Jackson now. I'm not – first of all, people were telling me that Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson. Y'all need to apologize. I know this is one game, but y'all need to apologize. I know Kyle, Lamar Jackson didn't make the playoffs, but Kyler Murray didn't have to suffer the the whole team pretty much getting decimated with injury like Lamar Jackson. Y'all need to apologize to me because I was one of the people that stood here and said, yo, why are y'all saying that Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson who's already won an MVP in this league? Y'all need to apologize to me. <laughs> You know, it's funny, side note, how people, fans take ownership and things that they should. Like, why do people need to apologize for me for stating their opinion? <laughs> like, it's like, it's their opinion, bro. If they think that Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson, go right ahead. I don't agree with it, but that's me. Why should they apologize to me? Like, it's funny. But Kyler Murray, you know, back to, this, back to the topic at hand, Kyler Murray just didn't, didn't really didn't really do anything uh well yeah he had a touchdown but and James Conner also scored a touchdown oh no no it was just James Conner yeah no it was it was bad man it was bad and this is not enough to fire Cliff Kingsbury to me the Cardinals making the playoffs is a win in his sense even though if you look at the totality of the season you went from going 7 and 0 to getting bounced in the wild, you know, the first game of the playoffs, that's definitely a big loss. But you know, no, nobody outside of Carol or outside of Arizona thought that the Cardinals were going to make the playoffs, and they did. So, uh, hell, even JJ Watt came back for the playoffs. But shouts out to the Cardinals. Shouts out to the Cardinals for making it. Shouts out to the Cowboys for making it. But let's talk about the Rams. This was the Rams team. The, this was the reason why you spent all that money in the offseason. This was the reason why you brought in Von Miller. This was the reason why you brought in um, Matthew Stafford. This is the reason why you brought in Odell Beckham Jr. for the playoffs. Now, will they continue that? Because they have a tough matchup, of course, against Tom Brady and, Green, or in the, in the Bucks. I'll let you guys know how I feel about that on Saturday. But... This is the reason why here you I mean you have Cam Akers you you have Sonny Michelle Cam Akers who had an Achilles injury back in July was incredible he was one of the biggest reasons why they won the game because him his running alongside Sonny Michelle's running uh, on Monday night was able to keep the line like you didn't you didn't have to put Matthew Stafford in situations where he could throw a bad interception. Like he, he didn't because the run game was so good. 
you didn't he didn't have to feel like he was playing hero ball you didn't have to feel like you you had to get that one play like you you didn't put Matthew Stafford in those situations and he looked incredible man the, the the this this is the Rams team that a lot of people, including myself, thought that this this is why you construct this team. This is why you spend all that money. This is why you're in a win now mentality. Uh because you get to the playoffs and they looked they looked phenomenal. The defense they couldn't get anything right outside of uh Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they were incredible. Uh Von Miller looked like the Von Miller of old, looked like the Super Bowl Super Bowl uh, MVP Von Miller. So it's this is this this is going to be a scary Rams team. And again, I'll give my predictions on Saturday about the games. But this this is why you spend all that money. And they they thoroughly outplayed the Cardinals. Like it was from Jump Street. Like Cardinals Cardinals lost this game within the first five minutes. And that's that's surpri- That's shocking to me because. I'm looking at a team that in in Arizona that won seven straight games before. Now they did stumble into the playoffs. I think they lost four of the last five or something like that. But I'm shocked, and, and I'm it's it's like a I'm shocked and I'm not shocked. And it kind of goes back to the whole criticism that we've had with the uh, our Arizona Cardinals all year. It's like we need to wait and see because the Cardinals always. It seems like the Cardinals always have a good stretch, um, and they always full. And I was one of the people that got fooled this year. I was one of the people like, "Oh wow, seven and zero, yo, this Cardinals team can definitely make it to the Super Bowl." And then they just fold, and that's usually what happens. And it's it, it's they look bad. They look bad on Monday. Like it, it was. They they didn't even look like they should be on the same field, and I don't really say this much about NFL teams since they're all you know professionals. But the Cardinals didn't look like they deserved to be on the field with the like they not deserve. They look like it just looked like a different class. Cliff Kingsbury was getting out coached by Sean McVay. Uh, Matthew Stafford was playing leaps and bounds better than Kyler Murray. Uh, every unit of the Cardinals were getting outplayed by the unit that was the Rams. So, shout out to the Rams for beating the Cardinals uh, 34 to 11. Let's talk about it. So, the probably the big, the most, one of the most predictable games ended the way that we thought. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the beat the Steelers uh, 42 to 21. Um, exactly what we thought would happen. Dang. Exactly what we thought would happen is exactly what happened. The, the Steelers lost. I'm surprised they scored 21 points. I'm only surprised because the Steelers' offense ain't like that. Like they haven't been like that for a couple years now, uh, which is a big reason why a lot of people are pretty much saying this is a swan song for uh for Big Ben, but. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City Chiefs look like Kansas City Chiefs, man. Patrick Mahomes. Now, it did start off the 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 Steelers did win the first quarter. I think they they went into the second quarter up seven zero, and then it was just boat race. Like Patrick, it took them a minute to wake up, but Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes. 
uh, Pringle looked like, you know, Pringle was getting passes. McCole Harmon was looking good. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown plus through a touchdown. It, it just, it was total domination. Uh, it was complete domination. And the only reason why the Steelers had a touchdown is because um, Williams, the running back, fumbled the ball and TJ Walk picked it up and got a scoop and score. Aside of that, and that was in the first quarter. Now, of course, towards the end when teams get more relaxed because they're up 30 to 7, um, you know, Big Ben was able to throw, you know, get Johnson involved. Who, the old Johnson came back, bro. He dropped, he kept dropping. Like, he dropped two or three big passes. Like, the, the drive was going. Like, it was a, the drive was, it was a good drive. And then you get to him in a situation. A couple times and he dropped it, and that's that's kind of what we saw a lot last year. Um, but this, you know, there's really not much. There's not much to talk about as far as this game. Now, of course, moving forward, Chiefs and Bills. Well, again, back to Saturday. Uh, that's that'll be a lot to talk about. But this game, nah. You know, I will say this. Let's talk about this. Let's where what what happens with the Steelers now? Um, to me, the Steelers are in a they're not really in a they're they're definitely not in a good place, and I don't think they'll be in a mo- good place moving forward. I do the only thing that I trust the only the the three things that I trust right now is Mike Tomlin is going to be a good coach. Mike Tomlin has been a great coach since he's been there. Uh, Najee Harris is is a, a really good running back, and even though he did fumble, I think that was his first fumble of the season. And the defense is going to be the defense. Now the defense is getting older. I mean, uh, Cameron Hayward is getting older. Uh, Joe Hayden is getting older. But w- w- TJ TJ Watt's game is going to tr- you know TJ Watt's good. Minka Fitz, Minka Minka Fitzpatrick is good. Um, that defense is going to be good. But that that offense, man, it's not really the offense; it's the quarterback. Again, you have decent pieces. I mean, you have a really good tight end. You have Juju. Well, we need to figure out what's going to happen with Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Claypool, Johnson, Williams. Uh, but the quarterback position is definitely a big question mark. This Big Ben will not be returning. Even if he says, oh, I'm, I'm doing it one more year, he will not be doing it in Pittsburgh. Because I think, I mean, you do the whole last game, you know, the I love you to the crowd. Big Ben's not returning to Pittsburgh. I don't care. I don't care if he says, no, I want to run it back. No. I think I think the fans were so elated. Uh not related for him, you know, saying, but I think that they they gave him so much love because they're kind of tired of seeing him there. Not saying that they 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 hate him or anything, but they just want Big Ben to. All right, like at this point, let us let's let us move on. Let us move on. Let's not do not Brett Favre us. Let us move on. Uh, but it's like when you look at the quarterback market, there's really three quarterbacks that could change the trajectory of your franchise and I don't see the Steelers getting any of them and that is Russell Wilson uh Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson I don't see Steelers getting any of them so what do you do do you get a Tyler Huntley uh but I don't think the Raven I don't I don't know if the Ravens will make a deal with that what like 
do you, okay, if you draft, who do you get? Uh, the dude from um, from Pitt, the guy Radler from Cincinnati. Like, do you think that they're going to change the trajectory of your team? It's just, it's got, to me, it's going to be rough sledding moving forward for the for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially at the quarterback position. Um, and that's why I said they should have drafted a quarterback maybe two years ago when the, when they had that really deep quarterback draft or hell even a year ago when you had the i mean the draft had so many court now not all of them were great but so many quarterbacks in the last few years now you're sitting in it and the the cupboard is bare unless you just tank for another year or two to try to get bryce love or or try to get um that's it <laughs> oh well uh, dude from Ohio State, he's he's good. Um, maybe Spencer Rattler, but do you want Spencer? I mean, not Spencer Rattler, maybe. Yeah, Spencer Rattler, but do you, you know. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough sledding for the Steelers moving forward. And I don't, I don't, I don't see, because they don't really have a lot of cap space either, I don't believe. But even in that, like, who are you going to use for that cap? Who is available that you're going to use? Like, it doesn't. Unless you make a trade or something, which I don't see, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough sledding for Steelers, and I, I'm interested to see what they do moving forward. But yeah, yeah. But again, they made it to the playoffs. I didn't expect them to make it to the playoffs, and they did. And Kansas City Chiefs handled. They, Kansas City Chiefs look like the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen. I mean, forty-two to twenty, twenty-one. So. Yeah. Um. On the on the flip side, yo, the Bills, the Bills exercise some demons against the the pa- uh, the Patriots. Man, they beat the Patriots forty seven to seventeen. And this, I told you, I told people that Mac Jones, when when teams force Mac Jones to have to play, he doesn't look that good. I mean, we saw the incredible interception that Micah Hyde had in the beginning. Mac Jones, I'm not saying that he won't be great, but Mac Jones, is he's decent. He's just not that good right now. And the run game wasn't there. The defense, the defense is getting torched. Like, man, Patrick, like, Josh Allen was torching. Josh Allen, uh, Knicks, uh, this... The 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 Patriots ain't never ain't lost like this in ever, especially no playoffs. And there were people that was really saying that this was going to be a good game. I didn't think that they were going to lose by thirty points, but I didn't think that if the Bills played the best. Now I know the weather was supposed to be a factor, and Josh Allen's not that great in cold like his in history. He hasn't been that great in cold situations. But come on now, <laughs> Josh Allen against Mac Jones. It, it was it was bad all around. The Bill, this this is the Bills team that a lot of people think could make it to the Super Bowl and sh- and and have a good decent shot because of how g- they played great on all. They played they, the run game was good. Uh, their defense was incredible. And Josh Allen using his legs and arm like he he was he, Josh Allen looked like the MVP candidate that we saw last year. This is the team that. The, the the way that the Bills played 
on 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 Saturday where it was the team that we thought they were going to be this entire year. So, and honestly, the Patriots, there was nothing that you could do when you when when they they're rolling on on firing all cylinders like they were. The crowd was crazy in in Buffalo. It's nothing that the Patriots could have done, like absolutely nothing. So. I'm not. I'm surprised at the score because I mean the Bills have been getting beat up by the Patriots for years now. Of course, that's also contingent on the fact that you know Tom Brady was there, uh, and a lot of people were looking at that first game or the, the game that the Patriots beat them. But the win, it was like 50 miles an hour win. Like ain't and ain't nobody gonna win that game like that. Especially, you know, actually the team that's gonna win that game is a team that doesn't really rely on their quarterback and rely on their running game, which is exactly what the Patriots did. But this was different. It was cold, but it wasn't that windy. <laughs> and the Bills beat the absolute dog ish out of the Patriots. So shouts out to the Bills for beating the Patriots. 47 to 17 like there's 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 not much to say about that like that is just a royal a whooping so yeah um shouts out to the the Bengals for breaking a was a 30 year curse or something uh and finally winning a playoff game that probably uh that was probably that was the best second best that was the second best well that was the best wild card game this this weekend, and that was the the Bengals against the Raiders. That was the because you had now both teams aren't great, um, but both teams were firing were were firing on all cylinders. I mean, or not firing. Both teams were giving it their best. Uh, Joe Burrow was looking good. Jamar Chase was looking great. Uh, T Higgins. Now we all heard the whistle from the ref before he caught the ball, and that was definitely a point of a point of conversation. The refs weren't that good this this. The refs ain't really been good this year, period. Uh, but they definitely weren't that good this weekend, uh, or wild card weekend. But it is what it is. You you know you you know that you have to to pretty much overcome and and, and do what you got to do, but. The, the the big the Raiders were you know Josh Jacobs was playing great Darren Waller was playing great uh, Derek Carr was playing good and then on the Bengals side everyone that you thought the Bengals were you know it was it was good that was a really good game and it came down to you know Derek Carr has been so great I mean I think he's been like the leader in game winning drives uh, I think he had like six they I think they were six and zero oh in games that are like three points or, or whatever within three points and he just he just couldn't do it at the end and it was it was a great game I felt myself rooting for both teams um it, it was good and and this I think this game meant this game meant a lot to a lot of people I mean for the for the Raiders it kind of justified well their play justified them being into the playoffs but and it, it was a incredible run seeing as though everything that the Raiders have went through this year uh, and for and for the Bengals, of course, the the long curse that they haven't won a playoff game since what injuring Bo Jackson. Uh, it was a good game. I think now the question is, especially for the Raiders, what happens moving forward? There's a lot of question marks for the Raiders. Uh, do they do they stay with Derek Carr? I think they should, but you've heard time and time again 
that, you know, Derek Carr's on the trade block. Now, I do think a lot of that was John Gruden, but, you know, uh, Derek Carr, that they, they might want to get off Derek Carr. They haven't, you know, what are they going to do with their head coach? Uh, right now, he's the intern head coach because of the firing of John Gruden. But a lot of people, well, a lot of people, including Derek Carr, have said that they do like him and do want him to, you know, get the intern, intern, uh, intern title off and just remain head coach. But there are also people that think that they just need a reset and that he isn't, he he isn't really the best. He's not fit to be the coach moving forward. I don't know. I, I just I just think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Not to mention the fact that they need to get better at wide receiver at the wide receiver position. Yes, you have uh, Deshaun's Deshaun Jackson, but you need to get better at wide receiver position because Ed, Ed, Ed Edwards ain't going to cut it. You know, you do have Darren Waller who's good, but you need to get better at wide receiver position and you need to get, you, you need to get better at the offensive line. Now, now Alex Leatherwood, he got a lot of crap from me this year, but he did, especially towards the end of the year, he did look good. It's just the, the, the team needs to get better. It needs to get better defensively because especially, they they were getting gashed as far as um you know the secondary the secondary definitely needs to improve because now I know it's tough when you look and I mean Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd they were killing everybody this year but the the amount of ease that they were getting getting passes off is kind of crazy <laughs> so there's a lot that needs to be done with the Raiders and I think the first one is are they going to retain their head coach and and remove the interim title and give them the head coaching job or who is it going to be uh but there's a lot that needs to be needs to be figured out with the Raiders but they did make it a team that one of the teams that I thought had no shot at making the playoffs they made it so Shouts out to them, man, and and for the for the Bengals, the Bengals look good. I'll talk about it more moving forward, but the the Bengals the Bengals looked really good. Now the the the, the problems that plague the Bengals still plague the Bengals. Their defense is not that good. I I, I solely believe if they played a better offensive team, uh, which they will be playing next week. That the different it could be different, and their 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 offensive line, bro. They still people were still getting they were still getting to Joe Burrow with ease. Now I understand it's kind of hard because you have Max Crosby on on one side, and he's a Pro Bowler, but <sighs> the offense that that offensive line is still horrible, and that defense is still not that good. Especially when we talk about stopping the run, it, they just they just weren't that good. Um, but they did what they had to do. Joe Burrow was incredible. Jamar Chase was incredible. Um, and uh, shouts out to the Bengals for being the the, the Raiders. So, and, mm, I'm not going to stay on this for long. This was probably the most second. No, this was the most lopsided game of the. Now, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs score. You know, they won by 21. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs could have definitely scored more. They just didn't. The same can definitely be said for the Bucks. The Bucks beat the Eagles 
31 to 15. Um, and this was completely lopsided. Jalen Hurts looked horrible. Everybody, everybody on the Eagles looked bad. There was there no one looked good. No one. It just you just they were just out outmatched, outclassed everything. Like it just you're going against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and it didn't look like. Now of course Tom Brady was sacked a couple times, but. There was no resistance, none. Like Mike Evans was going crazy, um, and this is a team that didn't even have Leonard Fournette. Uh, they were, they were, they were, they, they, they went. Philly went in there and got nothing. <laughs> Green, uh, the the Bucks got everything that they wanted from it. it the Eagles didn't. Now. Of course, uh, record-wise, they were by far the worst team in the playoffs, uh, and it looked like it. You, you, I mean, you went against they man. There's really not much to be said. The Bucks looked looked like the Bucks, and the Eagles looked like the Eagles that we thought they were going to look like. Um, they just looked out manned out out. It just looked it was bad. It was bad all around for the Eagles. Like I I, I can't that's I can't really sugarcoat it. The Eagles look bad, so. They couldn't get nothing. Jalen Hurst looked horrible, bro. The the running game looked horrible. The defense looked – they had a couple sacks, but they looked horrible. Um, now, again, Tom Brady can make a, a great defense look horrible, but not that bad. And that's not a great defense. So, the Eagles – the Eagles were by far the worst team. Uh, this – the Eagles looked worse than the Cardinals did. Now, the Cardinals looked bad. The Cardinals looked – the Eagles looked worse than the Patriots looked. Now, there were some really good games, like the, like the Bengals and the Raiders, uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, it was either a good game or a blowout because, you know, Raiders, Bengals, good game. Patriots, Bills, blowout. Eagles, Patriots – or Eagles, Bucks, blowout. 49ers, Cowboys, good game. Steelers, Chiefs, blowout. Cardinals, Rams, blowout. Now they weren't they weren't uninteresting blowouts uh, outside the Eagles. The Eagles that was just hard to watch, bro. I, I wasn't trying. And I'm and that's I guess that is an indictment on the Eagles because it's like they looked horrible, bro. Like they there was nothing redeeming about that game. I, I guess the fact that they scored fifteen points. Like, but other than that, it was. It was bad. And it was against a team that was banged up defensively. Because we know, and, and I, I said this when I said how the Eagles could win. You're going to have to be uncomfortable and you're going to have to do, you're going to have to win the passing game or be better at passing. And, I mean, the man, Jalen Hurst threw a free, it was an incredible interception, but he threw an interception to Shaq Barrett. Like, come on now. It was not good. But. That was Wild Card Weekend. Again, next episode, I'll give my predictions of the next round. But that's what I saw for Wild Card Weekend. So, so another let's let's move over to to basketball uh, a little bit. Kevin Durant is out. Uh, he had a, he sprained his MCL. He will be out four to six weeks. Um, this is a this. I'll say this. This could be one one or two things could happen. This can be a – I know I don't – when I say this, I don't – when I say this could be a great 
thing that happens. I'm not saying I wish injury upon anybody, especially somebody like I don't wish injury upon anybody. Let me not say it. I don't wish injury upon anyone. Uh, and when I say that something can be great, I'm saying as far as a team standpoint. So when I say that, Kevin Durant injury can be catastrophic to this to the Brooklyn Nets team, or it could be it could it could benefit more than we think. Let's start with the catastrophic. Kevin Durant is an MVP finalist right now. Kevin Durant is a top three or four MVP candidate, and you take that off a team, they're gonna be they're gonna struggle. Now the East hasn't been that good since the start of the year but you still I mean he's still your best player he's still arguably the best player in the league and losing him is just it's still devastating for any team no matter what you have who you have losing a Kevin Durant losing a LeBron James losing a Steph Curry losing a Nicole Jokic losing a Drake uh uh um Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's always going to send ripples, not just through the team, but through the NBA. Like, And, and it, is, I, I, it is very fortunate that it's only an MCL sprain because it looked like it didn't. It looked bad. It looked bad when it happened. Uh, I think Bruce Brown fell into his knee. And we know Kevin Durant's history, especially with lower leg injuries. Uh, it it could have been worse. So I'm glad that it's only, even though I, I don't wish injury upon anyone, I'm glad that it's only an MCL uh, sprain because it could have been worse, and he'll be out to four to six weeks. Meaning, if it's at the six weeks point, I think that's close to uh, or if it's at the four point, I think it's you know right around. No, I think it's going to be right around or close to um, uh, or after All Star break or something like that. But you just need him healthy for the playoffs. So that's the most catastrophic because because this team can definitely crater and start. I mean, they did just lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, but that, you know, this losing his player like Kevin Durant is, is catastrophic. So now the way it could help, not help the way that it could benefit more than we think is, yo, James Harden has not played well this year. He has, he's had spurts, he's had games, but James Harden has not played that well this year. Uh, and of course, we know the Kyrie Irving coming back for away games. He's gonna need to get more acclimated to the team. So with Kevin Durant out, the ball is solely pretty much on Kyrie Irving and and James Harden. More so, James Harden than Kyrie, seeing as though James Harden should be there for all the games. Uh, and that could hopefully get James Harden out of whatever the hell he's he's going on with. I don't know if it's a funk. I don't know if it's just a season that he's just not playing. He has not played well. He has he's looked a little disinterested at times. He just he's been had horrible shooting games. Now again, there have been games where he's been cool, but he hasn't really been playing that well. So I don't know. Uh I do wish hope for a speedy recovery. Draymond Green's out too. I think that's a huge Draymond Green's out for another two weeks for calf injury that's I think connected to his back or something like that. Um, that's going to be huge for Golden State as well because I mean we know the, the Golden State's even though you have Steph Curry, even though you have Klay Thompson trying to get back right, even though you have James Wiseman pretty much in the Raptors coming in sometime. Draymond Green is the heart and soul of that team, and he makes the offense run. Even though how great Steph Curry is, Jay, you know Draymond Green's big, so that injury's big too. But 
you know, you never want to see a, a player out. So with, you know, I, I hope for a speedy recovery with Kevin Durant and with Draymond Green. So, yeah. And there you have it, man. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I think this one is is a shorty. This is definitely a shorty. Um, uh, 50 minutes is short. That's crazy. But um, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve sweater, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get yours today. Uh, you know, it, it looks good. It's and it's cold, so go get some sweaters, hoodies. You know, do do what you got to do. Also, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Um, and until next time, much love. Not a loud mouth, we could fuck around Hit the music, baby, cut it down Hit the doobie while you do me indubitably I feel like I'm a bust now I feel like a bust down When I shine bright, blind niggas is up now In the cut, big black truck pack sash up You can pick it up now, nigga, fuck it, okay Push the fucking pack off of the porch Or break a pound down Get the scrap if it happens to blow It makes a round sounds Pussy cat on my lap, push it back and go to town down Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns Attached emotionally, I get the clutch, and if you get too close to me, I'm at the top where I'm supposed to be. Jumping in the gang, niggas act like they coaching me. 400 rats ain't shit, but it's to me. I'm on the road, and I bet that you're holding me. When I'm in traffic, it's always a pole with me. Pillsbury, man, I keep doing me. Hit from the back, she giving me slurp, and I ain't even pulling my pants down. Jump in the box and slide to the other side, it's always a man down. Draw down, hands in the air, nigga, make one move, get gunned down. Giving out smoke so long, they don't even want to talk no more, they just run down. No lock doors, I serve with a chop. Bitch got spent, she was hanging with a op. We call him Mickey, talk to the cop. I was on Pondale, glass in the sock. Back in the die, I invest in the block. Fast forward, now I'm investing in stocks. I put a drum on the heckling cotch, don't play cause I'm very invested in shots. Push the fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down. Get the scrap if it happens to blow, it makes a round sounds. Pussy cat on my lap, push it back and go to town down. Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns. Sorry in advance for my bros, they'll whip a nigga ass, what you whipping up? Shit in the back, if you looking for the dope, niggas got it in the bag, cause we trapping on the low. And I'm the shit with the flow. 
give me a joke. Heard the nigga say that you the next. No, 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 I'm the best. Tell them bitches stop the motherfucking press. Press stop. Fuck a top five list. Get him a vest. He get lopsided. Fuck the cops. We was running from Rottweilers. Most of my potters ain't had poppers just to pop condom. Couple kids with Alzheimer's. 40 on his side. Boy, you might all stop. He on the block violent. Robbing niggas in the hood and then swap genres. Green light. Line a nigga up. Stop sign him. Keep driving. You will not find him. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an anomaly. I turn into a rap ironically. And ran the back up, back up. Niggas is on me. Niggas, you're on me. If you think I'm a wannabe, it's pretty comedy. I'm melancholy and cool, so calmly busting moves. My troops carry velocity. Same posse since Posh Posh Bagosh Pussy Clock. Treat the rapping like a pushing rock. On the stove with the Pyrex pot. The door stay locked. It don't say knock. We own they block. We own they block. It's Monopoly game. We stole they properties. Smooth talking and moonwalking. The same little nigga. Small pump with a pool shark. I aim big stick. Knock chalk off cue balls. Bang this shit. Black. Black. 